0: Golden Dale, and hello to all of my fellow Liberty Loving Americans all across the fruited plains. From Sea to Shining Sea, this is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here on another fantastic, fabulous Friday, friends, for Torch Report 350, talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Today we'll be examining some headlines, exposing the narrative, and then just kind of taking it all in stride with a smile. Uh, my apologies, friends, for those reading the report today. My proofreader, my beloved uh, lovely wife is predisposed this morning so my apologies in advance for any spelling errors and by the way, happy Friday and welcome, welcome, welcome to all the new subscribers who keep pouring in. Great to have you here in the listening audience to The Torch Report, the truth you can trust, not because I'm asking you to take my word for it, but because I do an insane amount of research to present you with the information that you need to develop your own informed perspective. Friends, at the top of the report today, put a little picture of myself in there. I'm man in the uh, the microphone in a great big indoor riding arena, big horse event. And I just want to say this is what life looks like, and life is good. You know, it's springtime. The flowers are blooming, the trees are budding, the bees are buzzing, and the chickens, the chickens are desperately trying to set on their eggs, and yet I rob them every day to fill my own belly with some farm-fresh protein. Now, the critters, you know, they're all shedding like crazy, their winter coats are coming off, all the birds are coming back for their annual pit stop as they make their way into the wild unknown. Friends, I love this time of year. And as the seasons turn, The brimming potential of summer adventure. It begs for its place in the calendar. You better get your plans out there. Parades, community days, the fair, all of these events in the local area my local area, your local area these local events are really what knit the fabric of society together. More people are out and about, mingling, talking, making small talk, you know, and enjoying the many blessings of being an American, of American life, and like backyard barbecues, Little League, you know, hitting the trail to take in the splendor of the spring bloom. Friends, this is good stuff. Is it not? Let's embrace it. Let's enjoy it. And let's cherish every single moment. Of course, it does go without saying that there's a lot of craziness in the world today. There's a lot going on. We are in the midst of the great reset. The commie cabal is trying to institute the new world order. The commies are taking over the world. You know, we're being peacefully enslaved by machines. Corrupt politicians are running amok and making a mockery of America. This is all bad stuff. But when you're standing on a sidewalk, watching the parade go by, when you get a whiff of a burger on the grill, when you call it a day, crack a cold one and catch up with family and friends, in those most precious moments of life, life feels like worth living, right? The feelings of doom disappear. We're not so caught up in it. And that's important. We need to have that that reprieve and have that time together, lighthearted laughter and all that kind of stuff. And this is, I'm setting the stage here, friends. This is the power of perception and in attention. Okay, The power of perception of attention, what we perceive to be real, our own, quote, lived experience, as the globalists like to call it, it stems directly from where our attention is at, fixed in any given moment. Now, imagine you're standing by uh, a community day parade and... You know, you see, uh, you know, the the police go by and the firefighters go by and use people. you are clapping like, hey, thank you for keeping us safe. You know, and then, you know, you see somebody over there and they're just like, oh, they've got a BLM shirt on, you know, I let the roast pigs, you know, throw, fry them like bacon or whatever their chance are. You know, you think, oh, gosh, rah, rah, you know, <clears throat> but don't lose sight of what's right in front of you. The attention gets whipped over there and all of a sudden the emotion goes with it is what I'm trying to say here. And. Where the focus goes, the energy flows, as the kung fu masters like to say. Our emotions are energy in the raw sense, the biochemical releases, you know, on all that. That's our energy, uh, it, and our focus ultimately. So, if our emotions are our energy. the focus is the scope of our attention in any given moment. What are we paying attention to? And the alchemical fusion of the subjective human experience gives rise to the story that we are living out in the perpetual moment of the unfolding now. And that's where it gets interesting, friends. Personal experience is processed through personal stories. And though we may at times struggle to find the right words for our stories, our minds are always spinning up a story to help us make sense of the world, to make sense of our personal experience. And this all happens instantaneously. It all happens at the subconscious level without any effort whatsoever. And that's key. Our personal stories are often concocted without so much as a sliver of awareness. You know, That's what's being exploited. The conscious transformation is happening because we're not aware that it's happening. Put differently, friends, as human beings, we are all prone to going about our business only vaguely aware of what we're thinking, of how we're feeling, and why. We're not aware of our posture. We're not aware of our breathing. We're not aware of the, the words rolling around in our heads. And being busy, which I mean, most of all, you, raise your hand if you're a busy person. Yeah, a lot of people are busy, right? Being busy is often the best distraction. When our thoughts and our emotions get uncomfortable or unwelcome, we're not real sure, we're confused, we just get busy. I'm going to just head down. And that's important, too, because we can get stuff done. It's nice just to do something that we know how to do and, you know, something that doesn't require a great deal of philosophical contemplation. Something that can be achieved with a little less talk and a lot more action. Our routines. Our habits, all of our coping mechanisms, they all revolve around these natural aspects of human behavior. And like I was saying, this is all good stuff, but it's being exploited. And that's why I'm bringing it up. You know, I've said before, friends, that the only solution to political chaos is the elevation of personal awareness. For example, you know, once an individual becomes aware of the scheming propaganda the commies are cranking out that's designed to create behavioral change, then someone can become more aware. They can become more resilient and better withstand the mental and emotional manipulation. Once a person understands how the masses are being manipulated to consolidate power and control in order to enslave humanity as a whole, then they can join us in opposition to this totalitarian global takeover and this futuristic dystopian hell. But, friends, and this is a major but, 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 but it's not going to happen overnight. And. You know, it's probably not going to happen in a single sitting or in a contentious conversation because everybody's got their own story about what's going on. And the masses remain largely unaware that their stories are being scripted for them. They don't realize they can change and edit their story. They've adopted the state-sanctioned narrative as their own through the relentless repetition of the mindless slogans, the talking points, and the memes, and all that kind of stuff. Thus, friends, While it is technically possible for an individual to reclaim and rewrite their own personal story, it requires an elevation of awareness, an intentional internal shift in focus, and an honest evaluation of our own thoughts and emotions. This is part of the process. It has to happen. Just to be blunt, you know, most people are nowhere near this level of personal insight because they're distracted, because they're too busy. And all of that, of course, is not coincidental. The, the decades of institutional indoctrination, the decades of social conditioning has taught people not to think for themselves. It's taught people you know, to, to, to just you know, seek after distraction and endless gratification. They don't teach people to logically analyze their own subjective human experience. And of course, the results speak for themselves. The global mental health crisis, the detachment from reality, all of this kind of stuff. This lack of personal awareness Friends, this is what's led us blindly into the mess that we're in. And I'm just guilty as anybody, okay? I wasn't aware that all this stuff was going on. I think most people were not. But at this point, things have become so bad. There are a lot of people waking up, not woke, but awake to what's going on. And that's good news. However, we are destined to lose this war For the hearts and minds of humanity, unless we help many, many more people realize the urgent need to rewrite their story. This is how we change people's perceptions, friends. And today I want to talk about that. (laughs) You know, I I was going to talk about that uh, that Senate bill. That's just been introduced. It was uh, introduced to create a digital identity for all Americans. It's, it's Senate Bill 884, Improving Digital Identity Act of 2023. I wanted to talk about that. You know, I, I thought I might talk about how the Democrats are threatening to imprison the conservative journalist Matt Taibbi, who exposed the deep state election interference via the Twitter files. That's important, you know, or or how the Liberty Firebrand, Dan Bongino, he's now out at Fox News, now that Fox News has kowtowed and paid reparations to the company that stole our elections. It's important stuff. But, you know, I thought about mocking The polls that show support for Biden is spiking like, oh, my gosh, Biden is surging and he's getting ready to announce, you know, all these brain dead Democrats, they're playing right along with it. I thought about mocking the articles that claim Donald Trump is lurching to the left. You know, he's he's siding with the liberals on all these things. You know, I thought about mocking the Pentagon's bizarre UFO footage and the fact that U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is out there warning America's Americans, that decoupling from China would be disastrous. You think about that. Our own treasurer, Secre- treasurer secretary saying it would be disastrous if we decoupled from China because China's the role model for the world. You know, friends, things are so upside down right now. Even the liberal rag Politico was out with an article today considering the threat of civil breakdown. They they think that the threat of civil breakdown is real. And of course, being the nutcases that they are, they claim that it's a far right revolt. That's the most pressing issue. Oh my gosh, all this far right extremism. That's the revolt. No, it's the revolt against insanity that's coming from the hearts of human beings far and wide. Now, all of this stuff that I'm not going to talk about is ugly (laughs) and I'm not really in the mood for it, friends. It's Friday. So let's move on and have a little fun here. You know, humanity is messy. Politics are brutal, but life is still good, and it's a beautiful day. So let's go ahead and zoom out, shall we? Zoop way out. We're going to get into the uh, statistical, logical functions of the mind. Uh, In order to drill down on changing people's perceptions, which desperately needs to happen, we need to consider some of the variables on the input side of the equation, like, What's going into people's heads? You reap what you sow, right? So we're going to start with taking a look at some news consumptions. I pulled some numbers off a dredged report this morning, uh, plugged them into a spreadsheet, ran some calculations so that we can see where the majority of Americans are picking up their stories from. And friends, please know, if you're listening on a podcast platform, you just have to go to thetorchreport.com. Thetorchreport.com, you'll be able to check out this spiffy spreadsheet and the calculations uh, as a fair... uh, as well as a picture of your favorite fuzzy peasant here. But let's get into the numbers, okay? They're all there, and it has all the ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, MSNBC, CNN, etc. And it's given all the uh, the viewership for all these different shows. And if you crunch all the numbers, what you learn or what we can see here is that more than 7 out of 10 people are consuming news from liberal outlets. More than 7 out of 10 get liberal news. It's 71.5%. OK, on the other hand, less than three out of 10 people, you got 10 people sitting around and less than three of them are getting their news from Fox, which itself, of course, is infested with establishment stooges who parrot the narrative. But nevertheless, that's the controlled opposition. Less than three are are, you know, suckling on the spoon fed drivel coming from the controlled opposition. And when we take this all together, the lesson here is that the majority of people are being spoon-fed government propaganda at an alarming rate. A rate, I would say, that is sufficient enough to keep the majority of Americans in line with the narratives that are being concocted by the corrupt two-party establishment. And if that doesn't change, nothing will change. We'll continue through this fundamental transformation of American consciousness and all become a bunch of freaking commies. Now, these data also reveal the fact that more and more people are getting their news from alternate sources like social media and Substack and, and other alt news outlets. And this, quite unfortunately, friends, it leads people into echo chambers. And these echo chambers distort people's perceptions. It charges up their emotions. It keeps them like pliable putty in the hands of the media masters, the puppeteers, you know. The trends in social media consumption you get into it links here on the report today friends if you want to dig deep here but the the trends in social media consumption indicate that the vast majority of people get their news from their preferred platform so if they have, if somebody's really big on Facebook that's where they get the news if they if they're really big on Twitter that's where they get the news but only 26% one out of four people claim which is still less than 3 out of 10 by the way <laughs> for all my math lovers out there that's mathematics now 26% of people claim that they check more than three or more sources. So they go like, oh, I'm going to check out more. But that's a very small percentage. The majority of people, they're just getting their news from the liberal news or the, the social media echo chambers. And interestingly enough, something in one of the reports that stood out to me was that social media that uses stories Uh, the stories format, they spread news further and faster all around the globe so that the narrative gets much greater reach when it's shared through stories. And this whole whole thing that I see popping up all over this lived experience term, you're going to hear a lot more of it. It's basically like personal testimony, but this is how they're changing people's minds. They're winning people. They're converting people, okay? Which brings me back to the practical solution of elevating. Personal awareness. Think about it like this: Whenever we hear a story, it affects the way that we feel, and how we feel, our emotion affects how we perceive the situation, whether it's right or wrong, or good or bad, etc. And that story might be coming from a friend. It might be coming from somebody at the at the bar, at the store, at the grocery store, or library, or wherever. It's not just coming through media, but largely it is. But our our perspective. And our sense of right and wrong are being driven by this story, coupled with <clears throat> our emotional reaction. and we're all subject to this friends. I'm just stating it as a fact. it's a part of being a human. and it may seem like I'm just explaining the obvious here, but but bear, bear with me, you know this is the mechanisms that psychological warfare this is how psychological warfare takes its toll and What is less obvious to many people is the fact that we can change not just our own story, but we can change the stories that are rolling around in other people's heads as well. And in the long term, in the long term, friends, that is really the only solution to the onslaught of socialist assimilation. So long as the media is controlled by the state collective, the hive mind, the Borg, you know, which isn't going to change anytime soon. So long as that's the case, friends, the rise of global governance is destined to steamroll the will of free thinking people everywhere. That's just the way it's going to go. And if we don't come to grips with that fact, then we're screwed. <laughs> we have to realize this is how the psychological warfare works. These are the mechanisms by which they're transforming people's stories. And in order to effectively resist the and mount an organized political opposition, then we have to change how people perceive the situation. We have to change their minds. We have to change the way they feel about things. In short, we have to change their stories. And that, my friends, is where you and I come in. We must elevate awareness. And it starts by examining our own stories. What makes us tick? You know, what's driving our behavior? What are we avoiding? What are we focused on? All that kind of stuff. When we spend some time with this, it opens up our minds to the inner, our own inner workings, our own inner world. And of course, this is all very Deeply personal, it's entirely subjective, but objectively speaking, we all share the same ability to do this as human beings to kind of self reflect and elevate our own awareness. And you might think of it kind of like, you know, developing your own testimony, taking your time to noodle through how you share your story with others because your story is what's going to change people's hearts and minds. It's your personal story rooted in your own lived experience that's most likely to connect with someone. It's how you tell your story and how well you deliver it that will correlate to the degree of impact you have on others. This, my friends, is how we get other people to listen to our ideas and how we could potentially persuade them to consider different perspectives. And I know, I know, Luke, you damn pacifist, no, 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 no. Friends, it may seem impossible to change someone's mind, but it's not, okay? It's just not. Plant seeds. Water them. Let your ideas take root in the garden of another person's thoughts. We all have to work with difficult people. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying it's going to be quick. But I think uh, in the long term, if you think about it in the long term, in the long term, we are all in this together. You know, at least to some extent at the local state federal and even the global level that we can we can find that common ground because that's there we're all it's all for the common good and all that we go well, yeah we're all in this together but you know we can we can help people see things differently change their story and how they relate to all of us being in this all together at any rate friends when when we try to better understand ourselves we are better equipped to understand other people and this is not a trivial fact when we understand and help other people understand that there is more that unites us than there is that divides us, we take a step in the right direction. When we realize and help others to realize that perpetual conflict is a lose-lose proposition and that mutual respect is a mutual interest, we take another big step in the right direction. And if you think about it, we've done so two steps in the right direction without putting up any walls, without talking about contentious issues. Thus, when we focus for a moment on the fact that life is fundamentally good, most people want to live and let live, most people can agree to disagree, especially when the conversation is tactfully had at the personal level through authentic personal connections. You know, this is, this is where the solution lies, friends, just because we disagree doesn't make us enemies. Our enemies want to divide and conquer us. But I believe in the end, I believe the story of liberty and justice for all will prevail because this is the story that resonates with the human heart. Friends, it's what we yearn for, it's what we crave, and it's how we win. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart on the Substack app or the website. Click that heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. Uh, don't forget, you can support this publication by joining the Patriot Club. That would be huge. And thank you to those who do. Friends, the greatest honor of all is all. Always, if you share this podcast with everyone you know, get out there, embrace the rest of this fine, fabulous, fantastic Friday. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Don't forget, you can tune in Sunday, 1 o'clock. There's a link on torchreport.com to tune into the Torch Report weekend review. Get out there and embrace this fine, fabulous, fantastic Friday. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.